Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast. Hope you had a great week and a great Christmas. Insane thing number one, the omnibus bill, which is really more of a suicide pact, an economic suicide pact. What does the omnibus bill show first and foremost? The Democrat leadership and the Republican leadership coming together to pass it. What's well, another betrayal? Sure. But what else is it? It's a signal that they intend to print and print and print until they break the printing press, break the back of the dollar. That's why GOP leadership in the Senate stepped in to make sure the printing press is kept churning and churning and churning before Congress members in the House could take their seats in a few weeks and stop it in the process, halting the growth of inflation. This says the GOP leadership in the Senate and the Democrat leadership overall don't give a rip about inflation. That they've simply decided to live with it and that they believe that the American people can be made to accept it. It's just a part of American life. That is a new normal. Our national debt has now reached $31.3 trillion. It's a figure so huge, you almost can't wrap your brain around it. But in the Boston Globe this week, business and finance reporter Jim Pusagera raised a really important red flag. This is end stage stuff about the rapidly growing death spiral for our nation. This was the first year, 2022, we had to pay $400 billion in interest alone. That's because of all the Democrats printing and printing and printing and printing and printing that they've been doing since Joe Biden took office. But here's the scary projection. That interest, annual interest payment in just 10 years will climb to $1.2 trillion. You heard that right. $1.2 trillion a year just in interest on the debt. Folks, the omnibus was just $1.7 trillion to run the non-defense part of the government for a year. $1.7 trillion to run the non-defense part of the government for a year. And in a decade, we're going to be paying $1.2 trillion just in interest. Fiscally speaking, our government and maybe even this country doesn't have a lot of time left. American voters believed in the midterms that if the GOP would be given seats in Congress, they could turn this around. That's why we won the popular vote in the midterms. They'd put a break on the fiscal clown train. But 
the GOP leadership made sure that didn't happen with the omnibus. So here's where we are in a really simple picture. And again, this omnibus bill represents a suicide pact. A couple days ago, the Wall Street Journal reported that the housing recession caused by the Federal Reserve's rate hikes would be as severe as the 07-08 housing crash. Process that for a moment. That's what's coming in 2023, the Wall Street Journal says. Now, why is the Fed doing the rate hikes that are going to cause and and are causing the housing recession? A housing recession as bad as 07-08. Why is the Fed hiking rates? To stop the inflation caused by Congress's money printing. But here's the crazy part. This is the difference between now and the late 70s, early 80s, when we raised interest rates through the roof and stopped the inflation. And the difference is this. Congress continues to print. You cannot bring down inflation with massive interest rate hikes if Congress continues printing and printing and printing. So what did Congress just vote to do? Print roughly a trillion more. You see the problem there. We're already on track, as I pointed out a minute ago, to be paying $1.2 to $1.3 trillion just in interest alone. 10 years from now. That's without printing a single other damn thing. And they don't care. The leaders of the Republican Party, the leaders of the Democrat Party don't care. What this means is they intend first to break the housing market and then break the back of the American consumer. And if Americans can't afford food, and by the way, we just had a poll, 25% of parents now say they cannot afford all of the food they need for their children. That's where we are right now. And there is no sense of any kind that anyone in Washington in a leadership position cares or intends to do anything but continue printing until the press breaks, the economy breaks, and people live in poverty. This is the central battle of 2023 and 2024. This is the plan going forward. Cut jobs, slash jobs, slash economic growth to cool inflation, not to get a handle on it, as we did in the last se- late 70s and early 1980s. No, not to get a handle on it at all, just to get enough of a handle on it that Congress can keep printing and printing and printing and printing until the end stage comes. So let me recap. The fiscal policy of the United States of America is now to use rate hikes to impoverish the American people and crush what little is left of job growth in order to cool inflation so that Congress can do another round of printing. Let me shorten that summary. The whole fiscal policy of the United States of America, the Biden administration with the assent of the Republican leadership is to impoverish the American people so that Congress can keep printing. I've likened it to this in the past. If you've ever had anyone with addiction in your family, there's something called end-stage addiction. And in end-stage addiction, the addict will do anything for one more hit, even risk or deliberately cause their own death. Congress is in end-stage addiction to the printing press, and this omnibus proves it. That leads to insane thing number two. It's so insane that nobody here is talking about it. When you want to know what's actually going on in America, you've got to read the UK Daily Mail. And the headline is shocking. 
think your bills are high now, they said. All the taxes hitting Americans on January 1st revealed electricity costs to soar. And even your nest egg isn't safe, they say. What's this about? Well, buried in the Inflation Reduction Act that passed earlier this year, there's three new major energy taxes. One of them, a methane tax on methane produced when natural gas is extracted, will raise, get this, the average family's natural gas bill by 17%. That's just one of the three taxes. What does this mean? Well, any manufacturing facility in the United States of America run on natural gas? Good luck with that. You're going to have to probably move that facility to India or somewhere else that runs on coal. This is going to seriously kneecap America's ability to manufacture and Americans' ability just to put food on the table and either heat or cool their homes. Two other brutal taxes were included in that bill that most Americans don't know about. One of them is a tax on oil and gas development. On the leases, it's an extra $6.5 billion. It's designed to jack the price of oil and natural gas uh, the world over, uh, but also to hurt our ability to produce it. That tax will go into effect on January 1st. So you'll probably start seeing it really February, March in your bills. So when your bills go through the roof, that's what's happening. Again, the methane tax alone is going to raise the average family's bills by 17%. Insane thing number three isn't just the most insane thing of the week. It's the most insane story of the year. This year, we learned that the FBI and a whole panoply of federal agencies has been censoring you. That we were about three inches from living in an authoritarian regime. That the level of speech control our intelligence agencies, the Department of Homeland Security, had gotten on us was, well, insane. Folks, this is not just a story to make you mad. It's an incredible gift. We had, as a country, no idea how far along it had gotten or how bad it was. We weren't supposed to know. They were confident we would never know. That's why they used this system to cover up for Hunter Biden, confident that you and me, all of us, we'd never figure it out. They were wrong. They were so much further down the road to total control. Once they get total speech control over us, we can't fight back. Of all the Twitter files installments we've seen so far, tweet number four in Twitter files number 10 by Matt Taibbi is the most jaw-dropping line I think I've ever read in my career. Here's what it is. The files show the FBI acting as a doorman to a vast program of social media surveillance and censorship encompassing agencies across the federal government, from the State Department to the Pentagon to the CIA. Folks, the Pentagon and the CIA aren't even supposed to be operating on American soil against Americans. That's totally illegal. In addition to the illegality of, quite frankly, openly destroying Americans' First Amendment rights. What we can't see, we can't fight. We've been given the incredible gift of one last chance. And 2023 will be the year we get to see what direction it goes in. There's really good and really bad news on this front. The bad news, of of course, and I know some of you just listened to the Insane Things podcast on Friday. The bad news 
is that we have learned this week for the first time that the Republican Party, the Republican National Committee is also knee deep in censorship. You can listen to the last two podcasts in this series to find out how this is why the GOP leadership never fought much less condemn that censorship. Mitch McConnell's never done it at all. Kevin McCarthy only tepidly. Now we know why. They were knee deep in it and they were selling access to it to other foreign governments as the RNC sold that access to Ukraine and then turned around and lobbied Google on behalf of Ukraine to censor anything negative about Ukraine in the Google search results. So the RNC is knee deep in this. Everybody has decided to sell the censorship of the American people to the world. No help is coming from the swamp. There are good Congress members who would love to help us, but our leadership is so compromised, it's impossible. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We also learned of the original sin. You know, Adam, Eve, the apple, the serpent. Yep, just eat one time from that apple and you're damned. Trump did. That was one of the most shocking revelations of the week, that the first to censor on behalf of the federal government, the CDC and his own administration was Trump. It was Trump. He worked with social media to censor news. Remember during COVID how empty the shelves were and how scary that was? Yeah. Well, he himself worked with social media to censor. That didn't look good for Trump. And I, you know, I, I'm getting people on Twitter who are on our side um, defending it. Oh, we didn't want anyone to panic. No, 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 no. The censorship is never acceptable. And that censorship that Trump okayed and started in his administration would swallow him and us whole. This is why, if you listen to me on my show, for years I've been screaming, why won't Trump fight the censorship? Now we know he was doing it. Even as he saw them beginning to sack our accounts and take them away, I think he told himself, look, because at one point, 20% of Twitter's value was believed to be his personal Twitter account. I think he told himself, well, they'll never uh, get rid of that. Uh, they'll never do that. It'll hurt them too much economically. And even if my followers get censored in the censorship I have started that quickly boomeranged on conservatives, I think he thought, well, I'll always be on Twitter. They'll never get rid of my account. I'll just speak for them. Famous last words. They work out that way. Now it's a monster that we're fighting to control. And it's a monster that the GOP leadership, especially Mitch McConnell, very much wants to keep alive in an absolute punch to the throat. Mitch McConnell authorized, funded, put together, and got the votes for an omnibus act that pats the FBI on the back, gives them an attaboy, ensconces them permanently as the gatekeeper of speech, the gatekeeper for all the other federal agencies now limiting your speech. That's what it meant when the Republicans passed that omnibus bill and gave the FBI a half a billion dollar raise, no cuts, and put absolutely no strings on how that money is spent. They could have 
forbidden any money to be used for censorship. They did not. 18 Republicans in the Senate voted for it. And later on in the day, the FBI mocked the nation in a statement saying the censorship wasn't real. Elon Musk was a conspiracy theorist. In other words, we got, the Democrats got our back. The Republican leadership has our back. We'll do as, as we like. Those are the stakes. Those are the battle lines going into 2023. But now the good news. The thugs in government may have all circled around their crimes, protecting themselves, ensconcing themselves as our censors. But their numbers relatively are few the american people don't want to be censored by the fbi and that in this latest rasmussen poll of likely voters includes 63 percent of the american people overall who want congress to investigate whether the fbi was involved in censoring information on social media sites and to take action against them 63 percent that's the normals folks there with us and that number includes 52% of Democrats, 75% of Republicans, and 63% of independents. In that same poll of likely voters by Rasmussen, what do you hear the answer to this one? What percentage of the American people think, quote, a group of politicized thugs at the top of the FBI who are running the FBI as Joe Biden's personal Gestapo? What percentage of our society do you think agreed with that? 53%. 53% across the board. Folks, what does this mean? Elon Musk is winning and he's not giving up. That was the direct declaration this week that was my favorite. It was in response to a CNBC story by Squawk Box um, where they were making fun of him because Tesla stock's down. So everybody else's for the year. The stock market was a bloodbath thanks to Joe Biden. Um, But they were saying, you know, Elon Musk's reputation's tarnished. Nobody likes him. But apparently they meant in the newsroom, not in the American public. In response to that story on Twitter, Elon Musk tweeted this. The legacy media should worry about its reputation. We have only just begun. And he's absolutely right. This is the problem the legacy media has with them. Twitter itself, as a news source, is now more reliable than the mainstream media. And the mainstream media, remember, has gotten every single major story wrong. Politically, every single major story wrong since 2016. Some were outright fabricated, like the Russia collusion hoax. The mainstream media relies absolutely on censorship for its business model to work. You can simply not get every major story wrong and continue to exist and make money without all the people doing stories correctly, getting the truth, running circles around you, allowed to speak. And Elon Musk pointed that out in another tweet, asking the question, why is the mainstream media advocating for the state and not for the people? Well, because they need the state to keep this model in place. It's a hopeless long-term strategy. See, we only need one place, one big worldwide street corner like Twitter, where people in the world can come for the truth. They have to censor everything or it all falls apart. Never forget what they're up against. I don't know if next week or next month or next year, Elon Musk will still feel like fighting this fight. 
He's the only one left who can. Literally, the First Amendment rights you were given in blood payment by our founders in the First Amendment are at risk every day. And they depend on what Elon Musk decides to do when he rolls out of bed in the morning because no one else is fighting. But the way that he's fighting is what gives me so much hope. Take a look at what he just did in Iran, for instance. Uh, He just announced they are approaching 100 Starlinks active in Iran. What is going on there? Well, for the last year, uh, as you know, there have been been protests. There was a young woman there who was tortured and killed because she refused to wear a hijab. It was terrible. Thousands in the streets. Um, We now have dozens sentenced to death. They're trying to crack down um, on the protests over this young woman's death. Well, Elon Musk, and a lot of people don't know this, has been valiantly fighting the fight against censorship by the Iranian regime for most of the last year uh, using Starlinks. So he just announced this week that essentially he has enough of them out there now to get the Iranian people who want to get around their government's uh, censorship around their government's censorship. So he's doing this in Iran. It shows you the absolute commitment to free speech he has, not just here, but around the globe. He intends to set the Iranian people free of that censorship. And you can see it here, too. Pray it continues. Because it's already reaping winds most people aren't even aware of. I warned you about the horror show Mitch McConnell and the Republican leadership in the Senate had cooked up, unfortunately, with the help of Ted Cruz. Um, And we have laws in this country that criminalize monopolies. We've had them for 100 years What they wanted to do, it's jaw-dropping when you think about it, is give an exemption to social media and mainstream media companies so they could farm cartels that are currently criminally illegal so that they could begin to shut out voices of freedom like Breitbart, Daily Caller, this podcast from the media market. Normally, to conspire like that, to cut voices out of a market or products out of a market is patently illegal. That's why we call the Mexican cartels, the drug cartels, cartels. They kill off their enemies. So they choose what prices are charged for illicit drugs. They wanted to allow the mainstream media to team up with social media to do that. And they wanted to throw the mainstream media a lifeline to continue their lies because the market doesn't support them, as I explained earlier. Um, by taking some of social media's profits. Well, what stopped that? What happened? Mitch McConnell had already tried two ways to get it through, but it never made it into the omnibus. It never made it into the Defense Act, though it was there for a while. What stopped it? Elon Musk's courage in fighting back gave Mark Zuckerberg the ability to stand up too. And what he said was, you can pass that all you want, Uh, But we're not paying the mainstream media companies uh, part of our profits. We'll just bar news from Facebook. There just won't be any. I'm convinced that had Elon Musk never stood up to them and gotten away with it, Zuckerberg wouldn't either. The whole thing died right there. And I can tell you why. All these mainstream media executives were frantically calling Congress after Zuckerberg did that, saying, no, never mind. We won't make anything. We we have no way to get it out if we can't uh, distribute it on social media. So... That battle, I am convinced, was won against the swamp, against the leadership of the Democrat and the Republican Party, um, because, you know, they were colluding to censor us um, because of Elon Musk's bravery. 
So what we have to hope is that the transparent censorship, because we can see it now, um, that there'll be such a contrast between the Stalinist way that Instagram and Facebook operate and Twitter, um, that the tide will turn and go Elon Musk's way. Censorship is not popular with the American people. You got to give them a little time to react to it. And we're seeing it in the polling now, but it's out there. People get it. And it's going to get more obvious the difference on what you can see and do on Twitter and all the other social media outlets. That gives me a lot of hope going into the new year. Because 2023 will be the year now that they have the evidence of just how controlled we are by our surveillance state. This will be the year the American people decide if they want to be free or not. If they want to retain the First Amendment or just paper over it like we did the Fourth Amendment through NSA spying, which to this day is illegal, but it's still funded by Congress. Will we paper over the First Amendment and let go of free speech without a fight? Let it just slip away? Or or will the American people say no? This year, we'll answer that question. It'll be one of the most important ever in not just American history, in human history. Stay tuned. Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.